You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. And floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1 888 Money Pit, 888 3974. It is the spring home improvement season. So before you pick up a hammer, before you pick up a saw, pick up the phone and call us right now and let us help you get the job done. The number again is 1 888 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, new laws meant to keep you safe might also drive up your remodeling costs. We're going to tell you about the EPA's new Lead Safe program that's going to require remodelers to be a little safer when they work around your pre-1978 home. We'll tell you what that means to you and the bottom line cost of your remodeling project in just a bit. And also ahead, you know, an attractive front entry can increase curb appeal and can actually help keep up the value of your home. And now tougher Energy Star requirements will also help you save money on your energy bills. We're going to tell you more about that in just a few minutes. And this hour, we're giving away a great prize. We've got the Bostitch Framing Nail. It's worth 349 bucks. if you've got a big framing project to do around the house. Or perhaps you are a contractor. This is a fantastic prize to put into your toolbox from Bostitch. The framing now are worth $349. Going to go out to one caller who reaches us with their home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. And remember, you must have a home improvement question to qualify for this prize. Janie, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? We moved into this house recently, and it's a ranch home. Our hot water tank is at one end of the house. And about 65 feet down is our um, back bathroom. And okay. it takes forever for the water to get hot. I bet it does. So, yes. And we're wasting a lot of water. And that mm-hmm. really bothers me. Yeah. We've seen at the local home improvement stores um, a water circulation. We were told to get a water circulator or something, a hot water circulator. Well, it's like a But pump. we couldn't figure out by reading the directions really how it worked and mm-hmm. if we, we could put it in. Yeah. Eh, it's a little bit of a plumbing project. Not so sure it's a good well, do-it-yourself project. You would need to create a loop, correct, so that yeah. it sort of like circles back around? Yeah, it does. Um, but the situation is that, you know, whenever that runs, it's using electricity. So it, it can be costly. What some people do is put them on timers so they only run, you know, say a couple of hours before you get up in the morning. You know, a much better long-term solution here is to add a second water heater nearer the bathrooms and... I would look to tankless water heaters for that because they're very small. I mean, you can essentially get them almost anywhere uh, in a closet or something of that nature. You don't need a big space. You can vent them through the wall right to the outside. And this way you'll have um, almost an instantly available supply of hot water. There's not a really good solution for a water heater that's so far away. Circulator is an option, but it costs money to install and it costs money to run. To operate. And, 
you know, by the time you do all that, I'd much rather see you invest in a, in a better water heater, have a second one right near the bathroom, and then replumb it so essentially your domestic hot water is now in two zones, you know, one for okay. one end of the house, one for the other end of the house. Okay, and that's possible because there's a, um, my walk-in closet is right by there, so. Yeah, and it's about the size of a small suitcase, so it's not very big. Yes. Okay, that sounds really good. Right. I appreciate it. We didn't want to spend that money if we it wasn't going to do the job. Yeah, I think that's a better solution for you, Janie, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Marion Delaware needs some help with a painting project. What can we do for you? Love your show. Wouldn't miss it. Okay, thanks. thank you. I have oh the brick wall down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Concrete block walls? Yes, and I'd like to repaint them but I'd like to have them scrubbed down first. Why do you want to scrub them down? Are you a very well, tidy some person? black marks on them. <laughs> They're black marks? Is is it because somebody was drawing on it, or is it? are you concerned about uh, no, any... I don't, no, I, I don't do that kind of thing anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to scrub down walls. If you have any moisture that's gotten through the walls, it could have lift, left some mineral deposits on it. I think but, that's what it is. Okay, well, you can just brush that off. That's not a problem. Uh, if you want to rinse it with anything, you can use a little bit of a vinegar and water solution. That'll also make it come off. Oh, okay. And once it's really, really dry, um, then you can use an epoxy paint on those walls or damp-proofing paint oh, on those walls. Oh, how about dry lock? Yeah, that's that's the same sort of thing. Same it's a damp proofing paint. Okay. And and that's fine. Uh very high odor, so make sure you ventilate the space very very well. And what you want to do is get a fan, like a like a a room fan, and see if you can stick it in front of the window so you're always pumping pulling some air out of it, sort of depressurize the space. So you have a draft sort of going through the whole basement while you work. That will make it a lot more pleasant. If you have the fan sort of you can even sort of hang it up on the ceiling in front of the window so it blows out. And then open the door from the upstairs, and that'll cause like a draft where the air will kind of wash through the basement and push out. That makes that whole painting process a lot more pleasant. Oh, I thank you for that tip. You're and welcome. I thank you for being there for us. I'm a longtime listener. Excellent. And I tell all my friends about you, and I think they're all listening too. So thanks for everything. Keep up the good work, and God bless you both. You thank too. Thank you, Mary. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can be part of the Money Pit by calling in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can pick up that phone as that pipe is bursting and there's a leak and you're wondering, oh no, what do I do? And Leslie will speedily travel on over to your house and help you out. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> so give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one eight 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 money pit You'll recognize her as the girl with the pipe wrench. 888-666-3974. Up next, there are new tougher Energy Star requirements out there, and that's a good thing because it means more energy efficient windows and doors for your house. And speaking of doors, they can help you save money in more ways than one. We'll tell you why after this. You're in a money pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Fiberon Horizon Decking and their new tropical hardwood colors. Ensure your deck stays as beautiful as the rest of your home. Insist on Horizon Decking. To learn more, visit FiberonDecking.com. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we've got a really great prize this hour. It's the Bostage Cordless 28-degree Framing Nailer worth $349. Now, this is going to come in super handy for some of your spring do-it-yourself projects. It's got an adjustable depth guide. It's super lightweight, and it's even got a rafter hook so you can hang it within reach when you're working, which is a very handy thing to have. Now, this tool is perfect for building decks, doing siding, framing, sheathing, and fencing all very popular spring home improvement projects. And one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Bostitch Cordless 28-degree framing nailer worth 349 bucks. So give us a call with your home improvement question and your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, the federal government is raising the bar now by requiring tougher guidelines to qualify for the Energy Star rating. The Energy Star program has helped homeowners save energy and money now for about two decades, and the criteria for doors, windows, and skylights is now stricter than ever. But even with the new criteria, almost all of Thermatrue fiberglass and steel entry door systems meet those strict guidelines, and Thermatrue is a sponsor of this show, and we're very proud to have them because they do live up to those very, very stringent guidelines from Energy Star. That's right, and homeowners who choose Energy Star-rated products can significantly cut their energy bills. Now, Thermatrue fiberglass doors offer up to five times the insulation of traditional wood doors, and they look great, and you really cannot tell that they are not wood. I mean, you can get up close to these, and the graining and the coloration of the fiberglass is absolutely beautiful. You need to remember that when you're working on your exterior projects, that an attractive front entry can increase the perceived value of your home while keeping up your home's curb appeal, which has been proven to add value to your home. So if you want a list of Thermatrue's Energy Star qualified products, visit their website. It's thermatrue.com slash Energy Star, and you'll see all of their beautiful doors that do qualify for that tax credit. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Chris in North Carolina needs some help with a flooring project. What can we do for you? Hello. I have rather unremarkable 10-year-old oak wood, hardwood floors, <laughs> and they're in need of refinishing. They've, they're suffering from age and having a, a large family and lots of foot traffic. Recently, I got a, an ad in the mail for a so-called sandless floor refinisher, and it almost seems too good to be true. So I want to know if these things are legit and if they uh, are worth the money. A sandless floor refinisher? Yeah, they claim that instead of several days' worth of sanding and then urethane, that they use a wet sanding technique mm-hmm. and a, a special uh, coating that dries within an hour so they can do the whole job in seven to eight hours rather than days. All right, well, a couple of things. First of all, there are um, sanding machines out there that you could rent that use that create less dust. There's a machine called that I like called a U-Sand machine, U-S-A-N-D, and if I remember right, I think that that's the URL for their website, U-S-A-N-D. And the USAN machine basically has a vacuum system built into it. Yeah, that is, in fact, the right uh, URL. There's a vacuum system built into it, so it pretty much sucks up almost all of the dust it generates. Plus, what I like about it is it's it's, it's a little bit uh, easier to use than a belt sander because if you try to rent one of those big floor belt sanders and you, you trip or you and you cough lean on or you the hiccup side. or you lean one to the <laughs> side or you... You know, the phone rings and you turn your head, you're going to put you're a dig a in your dent. floor. Yeah. 
So the USAM machine is a, is a nice way to go. And so, you know, you have professional floor finishers that have these, and, and, and they certainly can use them and have less dust. In terms of the drying time, that may in fact be true because professional um, floor finishers use, can use a two-part floor finish system where it's a chemical cure. And so that can dramatically shorten the drying time. And those are products that you can't buy over the counter, so to speak. So, you know, it, I don't think that it's, it's inaccurate, um, but it's nothing that you couldn't do yourself with respect to the sanding, at least. Okay, great. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Louise in Tennessee is calling in with a deck issue. What's going on? How can we help? Hey, we have a nine-year-old wooden deck, and through the years we've pressure washed it and stained it. But last year when we did it, the stain didn't take, and it hmm. looks like it's peeling off. Did you use a different type of stain last year than you'd used in past years? I really don't know that. I, hmm. I, I, I don't remember that. We, I think it's Thompson. Is it Thompson's or Bayer or something well, like that? Well, there's a lot of different manufacturers out there. It could be that there's so much product on there from doing this every year that you've reached sort of saturation. And now you're having adhesion issues. Uh, Leslie, it sounds to me like she's got to kind of go back to the beginning here. Yeah, unfortunately, you were, you really want to get rid of as much as you can by scraping, if that's a good manner. If you see that things are already peeling off, you can scrape and sort of pressure wash the remainder away. If it's really being stubborn, you're going to have to use sort of a chemical stripping agent. Every manufacturer makes one. Pick one that you feel comfortable working with. Apply it, let it do its job, and then strip it away with the power washer and get off as much as you can. And once you get down to as much raw wood as possible, then you want to go ahead and let it dry very, very well. And then you will want to apply the new stain on top of that. And if you find you've got a lot of uneven areas, a solid stain is going to be a better choice because... It kind of acts like a paint as far as its um, thickness and opacity. It's not see-through, um, but it sort of saturates the wood rather than sitting on top as a paint would. So it's really going to give you the longest lifespan as far as it'll last. All right. Alan's got some unwanted furry friends visiting his attic. How can we help you? Yes, I have a cedar-sided house, and I have raccoons coming up the side of the house Ooh. and also squirrels okay. getting into my attic. Do you know where they're getting in, Alan? Can you see where they've, uh, is there a hole open somewhere that they're getting through? They, uh, they bored right through uh, the, the wood. Wow. They probably want to use that insulation in your attic for a nice warm nest. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what you have to do is trap them at this point. Are they still up in the attic now? No. Uh, I caught uh, four raccoons and an opossum. Whoa. Wow. Four and raccoons in are the not attic? cute. No. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. Um, Alan, have you tried mothballs? Mothballs? Yeah. They if, hate it. They hate it. You can go up in that attic and just grab some mothballs and sprinkle it around. You know, right. it's not harmful for you, but they really dislike it. Uh, mothballs? Mm-hmm. That'll keep the squirrels out also? Well, it'll certainly help. And then the other thing is that you need to stay on top of any of the damage that they create and make sure it's repaired quickly because Fill any holes. they're definitely creatures of habit and they'll keep coming back to the same place. Oh, good idea. All right, Thank Alan. you very much. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. If you don't get rid of them, you're going to have to start charging them rent. <laughs> Leslie, who's next? Doug in Rhode Island is working on cement repair. What can we do for you? 
Yeah, hi. I appreciate you taking my call. I enjoy your show. I have a problem where I have a 4 by 4 cement entry that's about 5 inches high. Uh, I've been in this home about 20 years, and finally, I guess the ice treatment finally started deteriorating one of the corners, well, the outside corner of this. And uh, it's, it's pretty bad. I guess it's about 6 inches each way off the corner, so it's like the whole triangle is falling and crumbling on the okay. end. And the, the question is whether I should try to repair it or do I need to bust up the whole thing and try to and then replace it? No, absolutely not. You certainly can repair it. You, what you want to use is an epoxy patching compound. You basically can mold a new corner for that. And uh, probably a good product is Abitron, A-B-A-T-R-O-N. That's their website, abitron.com. they got a whole boatload of concrete repair products. You can also find these at home centers and hardware stores. But the key here is to not use cement. You want to use an epoxy patch because that's going to stick really well, and it's not going to crack and fall off again. Mm -hmm. And if you head to their website first, you can sort of see exactly which product is perfect for the repair that you're working on. A lot of them are self-leveling. They're the same color as concrete. They really just adhere fantastically and work very, very well. I appreciate your time. You're welcome, Doug. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Trudy in Colorado has discovered a secret pit in the basement. How mysterious. Welcome, Trudy. I have, uh, my house is about 110 years old. Okay. And in my basement, if you can imagine a shoebox-shaped hole that is made out of brick, and it's, it's lined, it's completely lined with brick masonry, you know, okay. that's cemented in. Like a 100-year-old sump. Or a fireproof box for documents. I don't think so. <laughs> in the basement? Who knows? Well, anyway, well, check, it's about 16 the inches chest. deep, about 2 feet wide, and maybe, maybe 3 feet wide, and maybe 5 feet long. Okay. Hmm. But then it's covered, that like the roof of the shoebox would be my basement floor, mm-hmm. and there's a hole in the roof of the shoebox about the size of my hand. The cement there is about an inch thick. So if you shine a light down in that hole, you can see the dimensions and that it's made out of brick. Huh. And nobody seems to know what it was or how to fix it. And the hmm. two options I was considering was maybe taking a sledgehammer and breaking the top out and then trying to uh, backfill it with some rock and uh, four or five inches of cement, or just maybe coming in with some two-by-fours and uh, plywood and putting a second false floor on top of it just so no one will catch their toe in there and break Mm -hmm. an ankle or something. Yeah, I'm going to go with answer A. Uh, Breaking out the top? Yeah, because, um, first of all, you know, framing it, uh, putting wood against the floor is always a bad idea it's when it comes to... It's just a mold situation. And insects, termites, and so on. Um, but if you have some real thin concrete there, I would definitely break that out so you get down to a solid surface. Then you can fill it in with stone and finish it up uh, from there, Trudy. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, new lead laws for older homes pre-1973. These new laws, they're going to help keep your family safe during a remodeling project, but they might also end up costing you a bit more on that project. We're going to share all the details with you next.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Choose the brand that pros trust most. Bostitch, available at Lowe's and other retailers. Where home solutions live, welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you've got an older home that you'd like to renovate, there are some new rules you need to be aware of. Remodelers who work on older homes will now need to be required to be trained in lead-safe practices. Yeah, that gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, get the lead out. Well, here to talk about the new rules and how they affect your bottom line is Michelle Price, Chief of the Lead, Heavy Metals, and Inorganics branch of the EPA. Yay. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on your show. It's our pleasure, and we see that the new rules take effect on uh, April 22nd. Is that correct? Which happens to be That's Earth correct. Day. No coincidence there, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it's, a, it's an important subject because uh, we have a lot of older homes in this country, over 38 million homes that were built before 1978. So let's start at the beginning. What is, in, what is so special about the 1978 year? The 1978 year is when the when lead-based paint was banned from residential use. So that's that's why we have the date. And after that time, you know, the assumption is that lead lead paint was not used in painting homes. Right. Uh, with 38 million homes, there's an awful lot of work uh, to be done to contain that lead, and that's really the whole point of these new regulations. It's not to uh, force folks or contractors to remove lead as much as it is to contain the lead that exists in their homes, correct? That's exactly right. That's an important clarification. I'm glad you mentioned that. So now the concern is when you're doing a substantial renovation remodel or even, you know, a paint job that involves a lot of sanding is that the lead that's in the paint or in the building material can form into a dust that I guess becomes toxic during the project? Well, basically... Most of that is right. Um, when doing a substantial renovation project, like a kitchen, re- kitchen renovation or a lot of painting where there's a lot of surface preparation, basically you're disturbing the painted surface and creating a lot of dust that can spread throughout a home. And children in particular have a lot of hand-to-mouth behavior mm-hmm. where they can pick up the dust and become exposed to lead in that manner. Michelle, let's talk about the health effects of lead. I mean, we all know it's bad for us, but what exactly is the effect that it has on kids and adults? The effects on kids and adults are that you can really, we, we always talk about physical, intellectual, emotional, and behavioral issues. Everything from from ADD to learning disabilities in children. So there's a lot of effects in children that maybe people never really had an idea of what it was caused by, but lead lead poisoning can have those effects in children. In adults, it can cause things like high blood pressure and hypertension. Mm -hmm. Now, Michelle, I don't know if Tom had mentioned this to you previously when you guys met, but my son, Henry, who is now almost two, we had central air conditioning put in the house, uh, you know, several months back. And prior to that, he had a lead test his one-year exam. It was less than 0.1 post the installation of the air conditioning and his, you know, year-and-a-half exam it was 5.2 came back as lead exam. So we did everything that we could to make sure, you know, our house is 1922, that there was no paint chips, that, you know, it was strictly from the renovation. We got rid of toys that were questionable. But I mean, if a lot of people are tackling major renovations, what is the responsibility of this contractor to contain this? I mean, are there specialized tools? Is there training that they're going to have to undergo? How can we make sure that they're really living up to these new rules? 
Well, there are. There, that's a lot of questions to cover. I know. But they, oh, sorry. <laughs> she yeah, does that to me that too. The requirements <laughs> are that um, firms become certified firms and employ a certified renovator. And basically, the the certified renovator is trained in the use of lead safe work practices. And to really simplify, I mean, basically the idea is that you're containing the work area, you're minimizing dust by using work practices that don't create as much dust as some others, and you are cleaning up uh, thoroughly after the job. So the idea would be to, you know, wherever the work is going to be done, to contain the work area and not spread dust throughout a home and to clean up thoroughly after the job and during the job so that you're not leaving dust behind. We're talking to Michelle Price. She's the chief of the Lead, Heavy Metals, and Inorganics branch of the EPA. Folks that are there every day to keep us safe from toxic elements in our environment. And Michelle, uh, looking around the uh, contractor boards, there seems to be a fair amount of whining that's going on with (laughs) respect to the costs associated with this. But you guys actually calculated this out, and it's really not uh, that dramatic, is it? No, it's not. Um, you know, and we there is a lot of uh, uh, whining. That's a good way to characterize <laughs> it going on. Because um, we, maybe people quibble with the way EPA comes up with the cost. But, I mean, if you average the costs over all of the jobs that a contractor would do, we came up with $35 per job. And an important point to consider is there are a lot of jobs where you put down plastic or you put up containment because you don't want to spread dirt and dust and, you know, all over somebody's home. And so, uh, a lot of contractors that I've heard, you know, whining or trying to say that they're trying to count those costs, that they right. probably would have done that kind of stuff anyway. Well, you certainly would have hoped they would have done that kind of stuff anyway. I mean, contractors yeah. aren't famous for their ability to clean up projects, <laughs> but now they're going to have to be getting a lot better at it. Right, right. And the main cost that people will incur is somebody, you, you would have to get trained as a certified renovator, and it's a one-day class, an eight-hour class. And uh, then you would have to apply to EPA to become a certified renovator. It's a two-page form. It's $300. Um, If somebody's already an abatement supervisor or worker or has taken an EPA HUD Lead Safe Work Practices course, they can qualify to just take the four-hour course. And you have an excellent uh, website that lays this all out at epa.gov slash lead. And, of course, the phone number for the National Lead Information Center is 1-800-424-LEAD or 1-800-424-5323. Michelle, it's important work that you're doing. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking some time to talk with us about the new LED program and how it's going to help us stay that much safer as we experience renovations in our house. You're welcome. I'm happy to be able to answer any questions, and thanks for having me on the show. Our pleasure. All right. Well, if your spring to-do list has got a lot of little projects around your money pit that you just don't feel like tackling yourself, then hiring a handyman might be the perfect thing for you to do. But those costs can quickly add up. We're going to tell you how by being prepared and taking a few steps on your own before they arrive can actually help save you money next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bondera Tile Mat Set, the fast, easy way to add the style and value of tile to your home. For more information, visit BonderaTileMatSet.com. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. We've got a great prize we're giving away. The Bostitch Cordless 28-degree framing nailer worth $349. Now, this can come in handy for your spring do-it-yourself projects. It's got an adjustable depth guide, it's lightweight, and it's even got a rafter hook so you can hang it within reach when you're working. This tool is perfect for building decks, doing siding, framing, sheathing, even fencing. And one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win it. It's the Bostitch Cordless 28-degree framing nailer worth $349. So call us right now for your chance to win. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call because it's a great prize this hour for you to win. And also give us a call if you just need some help with your home improvement projects that you've got on your spring to-do list. And maybe some of them are things that you don't really feel comfortable with or you don't have the experience for or you just plain don't feel like doing. And maybe the best thing is to hire somebody. Now, the worst thing about hiring a handyman, especially ones that charge by the hour, is having the work stop while missing a part or going to get a supply that you didn't quite think about having or maybe a last minute run to the hardware store which if you're going to be paying a handyman by the hour you're going to be paying for all of those little runs here and there so you want to make sure that you prepare ahead of time to avoid wasting expensive time now what you want to do to help you to be prepared is give the handyman thorough information about the projects up front and you might even want to meet with him before the work starts and lay out in detail what you need done and what materials are needed and get in writing who's going to provide these materials and very important you want to include a maximum time frame and cost for the completed job so you don't think it's going to be a hundred dollars and suddenly the invoice comes in at 500 bucks you really want to cut down on those surprises and that'll help you check those items right off your list absolutely and you know handymen are great but they're not always the best communicators so sometimes it helps if you do that communication for them and remind them in writing what they promised to do for you and what the price is they promised to charge. 888-666-3974. And we are your on-air and online handyman and handywoman here here to help you (laughs) with those home improvement projects you have to do around your house. And we're really cheap. Even the call is free. 888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get back to it. Who's next? Betty in South Carolina needs some help with a granite countertop. What can we do for you today? I had uh, granite counters installed in my kitchen about a year ago. Okay. And uh, I, when the people installed my counters, they just installed, and I thought I was all set to go. And a friend of mine recently had a, a granite countertop installed, and they were told that they have to have their granite uh, sealed every year. And uh, until they get it sealed, uh, they set something on the counter and it uh, stains it and it, mm-hmm. with a moisture, right. and then it dries out. Yep. Is there a difference in, in granite counters that one would need sealing and one wouldn't? My my dealer had nothing to didn't say anything about sealing. Well, generally, a granite countertop, when you purchase it, will come sealed initially. It sounds like your friends, for some reason, either doesn't have a sealer on it or has a very minimal level of sealant because granite is not going to, 
especially with a sealer that you're getting from the manufacturer, it's not going to come. It's not going to get a stain. Like if you spill wine on it, it's not going to suck through unless you leave it there for days. Um, but it is true. Annually, you do want to seal your granite only because the sealer that they put on when they slice the granite into the sheets that will be the countertop itself. Uh-huh. Sometimes natural portions of the stone sort of pop out in the cutting process. So when they put the sealer on it, it fills in all of those little divots and then creates a uniform top on the surface of the countertop. And then over time with wear and tear and with cleaning and with dropping pots and pans on it, sometimes those areas that were filled, those divots that have popped out, sort of tends to chip off, especially on the end. And especially if you went with a more decorative edge on your granite. You're going to find maybe, you know, a couple months from now, you'll be cleaning and you'll feel like a rough spot. And that's an I, area- do, I do that now. That's another concern that I had. You know, buddy, it's pretty much normal wear and tear. I mean, people put in these countertops and they are gorgeous, but they think because it's granite, it's going to, you know, basically be as durable as a rock. Well, in fact, it's not because it does need to be finished. It does need to be sealed every once in a while. And if you watch it, as Leslie said, you'll start to feel some of the finish chip off and know that it has to be redone again. Yeah, okay. Thank you so very much. It was very helpful to me. I appreciate You're welcome, it. Man. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Freddie in North Carolina has an insulation question. What can we do for you? I just wanted to know if you can blow uh, new insulation over top of old. I hadn't got quite enough up. Yeah, you can. So you have bad insulation. You want to add some uh, blown insulation on top of that? Right. Yeah, you can. That's an option. Um, Just remember, when you add the blown insulation, it makes it really hard for you to get around that space. So make sure it's not an area that you need to get to. Okay. And I appreciate it. You're welcome, Freddie. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. All right, you are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, spring has sprung, and if you live in a wooded area, you might be noticing some critters making their way around your home. When we come back, we're going to share some tips with you on keeping those unwanted guests away for good. So stick around. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you know, we often get emails asking us to repeat information we've given out over the air. A more efficient way would be to invite you to download our podcast, uh, which is right there at moneypit.com, complete with all of the transcripts right there online at moneypit.com, completely free uh, information at your fingertips. If you miss something on the show, head on over to moneypit.com and uh, check it out right there. All right. And while you're there, you can email us your question just like Tom did. And he writes, I just got some new durable thick plastic garbage cans to help keep animals out of my trash. I bet it didn't work. But either <laughs> It sounds like that's where it's going. Exactly. But either squirrels or raccoons have managed to chew several holes in the tops. Is there Ugh. a product out there that can be used to deter the animals from attacking my garbage? Yes. Same thing happened to me. It's called a metal garbage can, Seriously. Tom. I mean... These plastic cans, eventually the animals will get through it. You can do something temporarily, um, and that is you can use a hot pepper spray, which is basically like cayenne pepper and water mixed together, or a commercial product like, I think it's called Squirrel X or Squirrel Away. Mm-hmm. I've even heard of people using ammonia, which Yeah, yuck, or mothballs that they tie to the inside of the can. But these are all very temporary. If you've got a really nasty animal problem in your yard, you really ought to use uh, metal cans with locking lids. Or you could also try to trap them with a have a heart 
you know, trap or something of that nature, take them across town and let them go over there. And then they can go <laughs> raid somebody else's garbage cans. Seriously. And I've noticed, I mean, we had the same thing happen to two of our plastic trash cans. We were so excited when we bought the house. We were like, hooray. And then the squirrels ate the tops. And those tricksters in the garbage industry, you can't just buy a top. You got to buy a whole <laughs> new can. So definitely buy metal ones because it'll save you money in the long run. Well, with some things around the house, if they go wrong, it might take a little while for you to figure it out. Not the case if your septic system breaks down. That's something you pretty much know about immediately. (laughs) Definitely. But there are some simple things you can do to maintain it and keep it working the way you should. Leslie's got the poop in today's Ah. edition of Leslie's Last Word. I think you meant the scoop, but essentially (laughs) it is the poop. (laughs) That's right. You know, many homes in America have a septic system. Now, a septic system, it's kind of like having your own sewage processing facility, but right on your own backyard. Now, your waste is going to enter the septic tank, the poop, as Tom had mentioned, and then it's separated by density, and the liquid's going to flow into the drain field, and the solids remain in the tank. All completely disgusting, all very technical, but this is how it works. Now, the tank where the solids go, that should be pumped every few years. Now, I say a few years, that all depends on its size and the amount of people in your house, the amount of people using the facilities, if you get what I'm saying. The amount now, of in-laws that come by. Oh, good all, God. All are, calculates are you serving a big turkey? The, uh, right, exactly. It all <laughs> figures in. That's so gross. All right, but here we go. Now, it's a good idea to draw a map detailing the exact location of the septic tank system and the drain fields where they're located on your property so that everyone knows exactly where things are if you decide to add a pool or build a deck and you need to, you know, drill, you know, dig some holes for support posts. You want to make sure they don't accidentally drill into something that is super important to this whole system. Now, here are some tips to maintain your system. First of all, you never want to pour grease or oils down the drain. Now, you might need to pump your septic tank more often if you have a garbage disposal. And you also want to keep surface waters away from the tank and drain field and never place any heavy yard equipment on the system area itself. I can't tell you how many times I've heard of people driving a truck onto the drain fields or, you know, putting something super heavy there, even temporarily, you will cause a lot of damage to the system and perhaps to your car as well. Good point. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to talk about decks. They are a great way to increase living space. Just remember to maintain them with proper cleaning every single year and staining your deck every few years is also a good idea. We're going to tell you exactly how to do that on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.